Well, well, well. Welcome back to another episode of Training Well Done. Your podcast on the what, the why, and the how. Quality training with your coach. With your host, Coach Donald. I'm catching you on a nice Tuesday morning. Brisk out here. 27 degrees when I got up. About four miles in. Went to the gym. Deadlifts. Uh, pull-ups. Lateral lunges and some inclined bench press. So I knocked that out in 20 minutes. So got a nice little hour workout in. Heading back to get some things done for you all. So what I want to share, share with you is some lessons and reflections from me running my first sub 20 minute 5K. I, I'm one of those people for the turkey trot. It's all amped up to run real faster than turkey trot because it's you know, at the end of the fall, I've been usually training a lot more in the fall. And I ran 1956. Uh, feels good to feel fast. Also feels good, uh, feels humbling to realize just how much faster other really fast people are. Because while I had a cross country dude pacing me for this, you know, he, I told him, all right, bro, I'm trying to run sub 20. Shout out to Eli. He pacing me out. I'm dying. All right, I'm working my hardest, y'all. You know, we get to mile two. He's like, all right, man. You know, we got one more mile to go. Something like that. Real encouraging. I'm like, yeah, let's get to it. Right? Dying. People are talking about, hi, Coach Donald. Hey, you're all waving and yelling at me. I didn't see a soul. I heard it. In the background, I didn't look up. I was so laser locked in. Meanwhile, my man is like, based on the presidential campaign, he's like waving at everybody. He's like me at the EQT. I had a party during the EQT 10 miler. I'm like waving, I'm running up on people, talking, I'm running. Oh my gosh, it was magnificent. His 5K was not that. His 5K was. Yeah, man, keep it up, dude. Just that third to people in front of him, people behind him. It's crazy. I'm dying, and he's just like going for a victory lap. Uh, so it shows me the difference in capacity of a 17 minute runner versus a not 17 minute runner. Anyway, so I have a few reflections I want to share. You know, I got a good run in this morning, got a lift in. So now my juices are flowing to talk. It's like um, if you feed a man, you know, good spirits and wine. He uh, talks too much. That's how I am with running nowadays. So some big takeaways that I got. I got a few things. One, carrying a decent face mileage throughout the year is paramount to make big jumps in performance. Now. Admittedly, this was not a big jump in performance. Uh, I mean, it's PR, but I ran 20 flat last year. Uh, it was a big jump for my EQT versus last year, though. But we'll talk about why my turkey trot was not as big of a PR as it probably could have been. But carrying a decent training load throughout the year ensures that your base fitness actually is improving. Just in regards to how much you can tolerate in a running set from, like, how many steps your legs can tolerate is how well developed your aerobic system is and base fitness really does build and compound year to year and as long as you keep at it throughout the year that was actually something i learned leading into the half marathon in may and finding out even more this year that when i started running more seriously in August last year, I'd say August last year, maybe even the summer, began me running 
But in the summer, we have track size, so I just do the workouts. So I didn't do a whole lot of base runs, played that in a little bit. But in the fall last year, I started running a lot more. So then, so I was able to get back to my pandemic speed, which up until this year, the fastest I have been was during the pandemic. So I was running a lot during COVID. 2021, I didn't run a whole lot. Uh, and I didn't really start running a whole lot in 2022 until the end of the year. So that's something that I just realized as I said that. We'll catch some more deeply realized. But carrying a high base mile, right? I've carried the last year, I think I'm at like 800 miles, maybe 1,000 miles since August of last year. It's about 14 months. And I've never hit that in a 12-month cycle. So that extra fitness that I've carried now has allowed me to find easier ways to, not easier ways, found more improvement when I do decide to do workout runs and tempo thresholds because I'm fit to handle that. So that was something I learned this year that last fall I ran not very fast all the time because I was not fit for all those things. Uh, especially in the fall before that in 2021. Lesson number two, really fast speed works help out a lot. Really fast speed work being, when it comes to say 5K running, being close to your mile, your best mile. Going, I did two main workouts. I did 800 meter workouts that were at six minute pace where in July I ran a 5.39 mile best. So these were like only 20 seconds off that pace. I was running my 800 on average about 303 uh, across those different workouts. And so being able to run that fast has a great effect on your body's lack of clearance um, and aerobic capacity to just uh, efficiently generate energy. And then my second workout was in the uh, really fast 10k range at a tempo run around 7 to 7.15 pace. And again, that helps with being able to build uh, that lack of clearance by being able to run over longer distances. So those typically would be how I do a four to seven mile run and alternating every other mile being a seven minute mile or doing something along the lines of running um, two miles or three miles at that seven to seven thirty pace. And so that was my second workout. And being able to do those at a high level and run them on the paces was paramount. Now this year, to give you a little bit of insight on how my training year went, I started kicking into gear in August. So well that's it. let's actually back up to last year. So I trained mostly through August through May last year from, you know, just kind of getting started with much training. I did the Baltimore half and I ran like 148, it was like 808 pace. And then I went and did Turkey Trot last year. Some, oh, I did the Great Race. It was like, I don't know, 720 something pace. And then EQT, I like had a bad day. I ran like eight. Uh, I think I ran like eight minute pace. And then Turkey Trot somehow I ran 20 flat. <laughs> I don't even know how I did that. 
and then I got ready for the marathon, the half marathon. So I did like eight to no, I did seven fifty five pace, which is a much bigger improvement on my EQT and the half I did in Baltimore that was like thirteen seconds faster. So I trained, you know, pretty hard through August through May. Um, I was probably still only averaging like twenty miles a week, maybe. That was I'm very up and down about that and trying to stay closer to thirty. Then in the summer I'd stop running. And this happens almost every summer because we have track side at 7 a.m. And then with the end of, well, the end of track season happens through May after the marathon. And then in June, July, I'm like tired and burned out and track sides at 7 a.m. So I'm just not going to bed at 10 a.m. I mean, 10 p.m. Because it's summer. The sun doesn't go down tonight. And I'm not 50. So there's just, not to say that 50-year-olds go to bed early, but 50-year-olds go to bed early. So I don't even understand how I'm going to run in the morning. In the summer, and I'm a morning runner. I'm recording this podcast. It's 6.30 in the morning. I've already run and lifted. So I don't run most of the summer. And then in August, I kick it back into gear. This year, uh, late August, and then I did hard workouts September, October. I did those two workouts through there. Then Halloween, I just fell off the boat. I fell off the boat, y'all. I think I did 10 miles in 10 days. Uh, through the end of October going into November. The week I get the EQT, my legs felt super fresh. Super duper fresh. I flew. I had a blast. I ran 7.40 pace. Something like that. And 7.36 maybe. Something along those lines. And it was the... It felt so easy. Like I mean, I did push the whole race, but it felt so easy to push. So then, boom, I stopped working out. That was my last hard workout of the fall. And then I just kind of coast to the turkey trot. So that was a long way to say I learned, again, the base fitness, the quality speed works, um, and making sure that you are just running enough. Not to say that more miles is better, but for most beginners um, and young people, more miles is better to a point. If you're only running 15 miles a week as a competitive runner, that's not enough miles. For most competitive runners who are especially trying to run in the sub-8, sub-7 range, you're going to need to be running closer to 30 miles, is what I realized. My best training in the month of October where I hit like over 100 miles that month. I mean, I felt amazing going into the EQT. Whereas through November, I might hit, we'll see how I finish. I don't I look at my like Garmin, but I might hit 60, 70 miles. And I didn't feel as fit. Um, so, you know, 60 miles a month, that's only 15 miles, 15-ish miles a week. So those are some lessons. Big one, next, strength training. Yes, I own a gym. Yes, I look at weights all day. My brain also blotches them out. I almost hardly don't notice them. Again, if I don't lift in the morning, and I'm so used to like being around hour-long blocks of lifting that I think I need to lift for an hour all the time. And so then that is discouraging. What I come to realize is if I just go for like a 30-minute run, come lift for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, that's great. Or if I just lift for 10, 15, 20 minutes... And just do a timed workout. That works great. I'm always like, I need to lift super heavy all the time. I don't. So, 
that's something that I'm working myself through because I've kind of let that get in the way because I've been like, oh, I have to do so much. Now, when I'm lifting, and I was, did a pretty good job of it this year, my knees feel great, my legs feel so strong, and they have so much endurance and bounce to them. As much as I preach this and I've been through this process up and down, it still baffles me every single time, y'all. Every single time. That when my legs are strong, I feel bouncy. I can run at the end of the run, I feel strong. Versus when I'm not, and I just don't feel as springy, feel a little bit flat, and have to work harder to finish strong. Even on easy runs. So that is something I've come to accept and learn, especially as I'm getting older, the need to do that, right? My left meniscus and knee is just not agreeable if I don't lift. My patellar tendons, they are unruly if I don't lift consistently, which really is just still like a couple times a week. But I've set new goals because I want to deadlift 400 pounds. So I've been uh, staying more consistent with that. And then the other big lesson is definitely eating enough food. You have to eat to perform. If you are not eating enough, you will just bonk out. And bonking out, let me tell you, it's not fun, y'all. Not fun at all. So we want to make sure you're eating enough to keep up with things. These are some lessons I have from running my 5K, which I'm still really high about. I think if I would have zeroed in and stayed consistent going through the EQT, I think I still could have ran a similar time had I trained through the EQT instead of accidentally tapering through it. And perhaps if I had run a little slower because I had been training through it, my original intent was for the EQT to be a training run, not a not the race, then I think I would have been able to run much closer to 1940 or 1930 if I'd have been able to continue doing my hard workouts through October. I haven't done an 800 meter workout since like the week before Halloween. And so then if I would have been training hard through there after the EQT, I did get my mileage back up, but I didn't really do but one or two more workouts. And they were more like a few miles at seven minute pace just to check the box a little bit, but they weren't as quality as the ones I did in October were. If I would have been able to press through that and then taper at the end of mid of November, and then I could have ran a little bit faster. Nonetheless, I'm pleased. I have these lessons now. I'm working to keep my mileage up as I get ready to train for this full marathon in May and looking forward to the total mileage of training for that to feed into helping me run faster. I believe that I can run a faster half and potentially even faster 5K just by doing really good marathon training. So I'm really curious to see how that plays out and I'll keep you posted. So my reflections on that, thank you for listening. Um, I hope that this gives you some thoughts on how you can train better. Remember, part of me coming out to do this was to show that easy days need to be easy, fast days need to be fast. I didn't really talk about that. I'll leave you with this last note. My speed days, as I said, were at six minute mile pace and my slower speed day was at seven minute mile pace for the most part. My 5k pace was 625. My easy runs were all between nine and 10 minute miles. 
There were a few workouts I started doing in November that were about 8.45, 8.40 sometimes, because admittedly, I wasn't on the phone talking. I was a little bit, really just a little bit faster, so I do have a little bit more range to run in the high eights. My dead zone is probably more like 7.45, well, maybe like eight minutes through um, 8.45 as far as like that's kind of no man's land unless I'm doing a marathon training run. So that is something to keep in mind. Most of my easy runs were between 9 and 10 off fall, 9 and 10 minute miles off fall. My workouts were between seven, 6 and 7 minute miles off fall. So that worked out well for me. I learned some good lessons. Hope that is something you can carry with you. All right. Enjoy your day. Have some good training. Talk soon. Ciao.